Hey, we go. We're on. Oh, we're going. Yeah, we're, we're live. Right we're live now. on the internet. Right People now. watching us right now. The whole internet's watching. <laughs> That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. Mm-hmm. As you can see, we all we still don't have a theme song. Yeah, we do. It is time of the dream. Watch, but I mean, it's not, it's not playing in, in live fashion behind me while I say these exciting words. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, a very special episode tonight. They're all Ruth, special, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They're all special. It's, it's kind of like Conan. Like maybe, maybe that, maybe last time's show was not very good, but this one's great. Can I stop yet? No, because you're actually going to sing through the entire episode. That's special number one. And number two, joining Rue and myself today is actually Prangerade himself, Chris Prangerade. From the Clan of the Grey Wolf and the Escapist. Wait, from the Clan of the Grey Wolf? Well, Prangerade from Clan of the Grey Wolf. Oh, right, right, yeah. But, from the, the forums inside. But tell, tell, us, tell us how people normally know you, Chris. Yeah, people normally know me from the Escapist. Yeah. I'm on No Right Answer and Media Sandwich, formerly of Drinking Games, formerly of Armchair Thinkers, which is another podcast. Right, which we it, happen to be on. Yeah, you guys were on, on that. You were on that, and then you were on the first episode of Media Sandwich. Yes. Uh, officially Media Sandwich with Chris and Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Chris and Kyle. Um, yeah, so that's where I am. Yeah, uh, new round answers and stuff. And we are also coming to you after a very long weekend for all of us. Oh, that's a long weekend. And by a long weekend, I mean a long weekend of drinking and whoring. I've been drinking again. <laughs> drank. No. <laughs> well, you've had your drank. All right. So apparently, well, it, was, it was only me that was drinking and whoring. Yes. You, weren't, you weren't drinking and whoring. <laughs> you were mostly the whoring. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Well, at least I'm picking up the slack now. <laughs> I did have a Jack and Coke. You talked me into it. I had a Jack See, and Coke. look at that. See, there are good things that, that, that come from, from spreading the wealth here. We actually <laughs> had the Escapist Expo. So if yes. any of you are wondering why I'm oh, actually yeah. in the room. Uh, there should be a warning. Yeah. Only drink if you are of age uh, mm-hmm. in your uh, jurisdiction. Just... Really? <laughs> I'm trying to be uh, safe. Also, okay. don't drink and drive. I have no idea what the, what the laws are in other countries, so... I know a lot of places in Germany. I like your, dis- <laughs> I like your disclaimer there. Um, they're, yes. not, they're not old enough to appreciate it, so they can't yet. Not, right, not no, three. No, no. got to be old enough. Exactly. Uh, oh well, something. Okay, first of all, before we before we get into the topic du jour, etc. The du jour. Yeah. The du jour. It's the soup of the day. It's the soup. Yes, that would be the soup of the jour. Uh, we should explain our new setup going on here. Mm-hmm. We are streaming on YouTube live. Yes, we are uh, mm-hmm. through our good friends uh, through uh, Vsauce. Uh, it's it's kind of kind of cat out of the bag. I'm now doing some videos for Vsauce Three, which is the new gaming channel for Vsauce, which is curious videos, kind of weird things, you know, things you might not have thought about. Uh, Vsauce is more famous for things such as how much does the internet weigh. Five pounds. Uh, not very much. <laughs> it's a lot of electrons. But still, interesting stuff like that. And then, uh, so Vsauce 3 premiered with some videos, and mine was, uh, how much is Mario Coin worth in real money? How much was it? It really depends. Yeah, you should watch it and find like, out. Like what have you been cover. doing all weekend? I, know, exactly. uh, I haven't oh. been on the internet since Wednesday night. That's right. Yes. I've been, I have been off the internet completely. That must be awful for you. Yes. Actually, no. I've it's been oh, no. it's been it's been freeing to it's some extent. Liberating. It's very liberating because I'm not worried. I'm not constantly checking my Facebook, my Twitter. I'm not. I'm not just yes. like, what's going on? Who, you know, I, I'm not responding to emails. It's kind of. I feel kind of bad that I'm responding to emails, but at the same time, I'm like, nah, screw you guys. Anybody who I'll needs get to get a hold of me, they know where I am. So yeah. they're like, they should just know better. Right. So if you yeah. don't know Chris and you're trying to get a hold of him, fuck off. There's wow, a... that's that's language. That's... <laughs> Something like that. All right, no, no. We, of course, he wouldn't actually say that. Of course. All right, so we are really here together. Oh, but, but we, I didn't finish explaining. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, we also have... I, we... I didn't know you actually had a point. You never have a point. I'm, I'm just going to keep eating it. Yeah, go ahead. I yeah. did have a point. Right, the point ahead. being... 
hey, we got a, hey. got a point. Like, no, yeah. What are you doing? What's going on? I don't know. I thought you were making a point. Stuff. Okay, my original point was that um, we also are doing it. We're trying this new thing with the chat stream because the chat from YouTube was kind of weird. It wasn't catching up. There, YouTube, the chat, not very good. Uh, thank you, you we're gonna do that. Mr. Walken. Jeez. My point being is that we're trying to chat through Twitch. <laughs> but those are streaming through YouTube, which Twitch probably doesn't appreciate, but we're going to try it. So come, Wait. if you want to chat with us, come to clanofthegraywolf.com, as it says, right there in the bottom, and you'll love us. It'll be, or not. You might hate us. Kapow. That's yeah, quite possible. You might hate us. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> I it's not us. like we're doing anything interesting. No. Um, and I apologize for that. I mean, it's only Chris Pranger today. I mean, I, we couldn't really. No. That's that's the best you could do. We couldn't really. Come well, you try you tried to get Yahtzee. Just, you tried yeah. to get Sterling. <laughs> they all and, said no And they way, said no. they're like no. Um, I have too much respect. In any case, uh, yeah, we're we're doing a little experimentation. But the, here's the interesting thing. So I'm actually back for the Escapist Expo. That's true. Um, mm -hmm. So you know we figured the first episode of the relaunch of the Echo Screen Live after a monthly hiatus. It wouldn't be bad if I actually came back to being in the same room again. So that's that's pretty cool. Yes, thank you for that, by the way. Uh, oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. It was it was it was absurdly cheap. I, I assure you. Yes. Um, but that is also why Chris Pranger has flown across the mighty country of ours. Yep. The, the mighty country. <laughs> mighty mighty country. What? Well, why is it not? Well, it's just you gonna, a weird. Are you, that's are a you strange. That's a strange way to put it. Is all. <laughs> this mighty country. Maybe I should have said mighty big. Mate, you should have been better. Mighty yeah. big. Then I would have emphasized the size rather than. The... That's okay. That's a little weird Damn. as well. Anyway, uh, missed opportunities in language. God, you yes. see, it's, it's like it's like those inflection points. You got to really hit them hard. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah. So, so why are we all here? We're all here for yeah. the Escapist Expo, which took place in Durham mm -hmm. this very weekend. Durham, England. Durham, England. Yeah, Durham, was... North Carolina. Oh, is that where I am? Yeah, the home oh, of the Escapist. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So, so Durham. Some North people thought it was England. Some people were but, posting like. Hey, I'm going to be in Durham. They're like, whoa, that's right down the street from me. That's fantastic. Yeah. I, don't have to, I don't have to fly anywhere. <laughs> and then they realized they had to get in the And then Titanic. they were mightily yep. disappointed. Yeah. Is Titanic still running? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. It's fine. I thought it sank, but... Even its sister ship, that, still up and running. No nice. problem. That that uh, that one film. Yeah. Uh, really Avatar. What are you people yeah. talking about? By J.J. Abrams, right? <laughs> yeah, J.J. Abrams. It was a great one. <laughs> yeah. Michael Bay produced it. I thought so. Um, Start Christopher Walken. Yeah, Chris, Chris. No, it didn't start Christopher Walken. <laughs> that's a, I, I'm drawing the line right there. <laughs> anyway, clearly we're having a lot of fun here uh, at our weekend for the Escapist Expo. But Absolutely. this was the inaugural version, and I thought it went pretty well. <laughs> I, I did. Uh, so, I mean, obviously, um, it, it was a bit modeled after things such as PAX. Such yes. as PAX. Uh, and and also that's not a bad thing. Such as PAX or PAX East. Oh, yeah. such a uh, so Throwing a wild card in there. Ooh. But, I mean, there was a lot, uh, there was tabletop gaming. There were uh, classic... The um, ACAN, the American Classic Arcade mm -hmm. Museum, was there. Anyone who's been to PAX East must know about these guys. Absolutely. They uh, bring a bunch of old uh, classic arcade games, free play... It's pretty darn awesome. Yes. Um, so you guys were having some fun with the Primal Rage, I know. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. Primal Rage. We never got to have a, a Primal rematch, though. We didn't. I got to play against Sterling, though. <laughs> I think you and probably he, would have uh, crushed me. And I, Sterling I, beat I me. got very lucky. And, and Riven. Was the, or uh, Riven said, I was talking to him earlier today. Oh, see, look at that. This is just fantastic. And, and I apologize again for missing. Uh, that was the uh, Chrono Trigger-themed um, kind of Marvel tabletop rpg oh absolutely mm. he'll be getting absolutely. back to us about that we can oh, do we nice. can do some i am all over that we're gonna try that i'm all over but that. anyway there were a lot of exciting things we'll talk about this in a minute because i want to our, yes. our big topic du jour as you as you put it is from <laughs> yes. uh, the escapist we want to follow up on a little bit of that 
Um, talk, you know, give you some of the ideas of some of the ideas that were give you an idea of some of the ideas that were. <laughs> see, English is tough sometimes, guys. Yes, um, it's so tough. An idea. That's of, why I just like to talk in beeps and boop, beep, uh, boop, whistle. This is all my fault. It's really, really, really. I introduced. I, I introduced you. you for this. I introduced you to Christopher Walken as R two D two, and that was it. Beep, beep, zoop, wow, wow. whistle, whoop. It's you better get the awkward movement. It's better it. than Lynn Sanity. It's not. <laughs> You're right. Nothing beats Lynn Sanity. <laughs> All right, this is great. Well, we're off to a really good start here, fellas. I think so. I got to tell you, we're really this is we're really cooking with gas today. Cooming, um, <laughs> We are really, coming with gas really today. Oh. With gas today. Okay, hold on, hold on. I just yeah. before we go on, I have to say, Mr. Bowtie Guy, that yes, there is something good about Chrono Cross, and it is of course the music. Yes, it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Now we can move on. Perfect. And actually, that will feed pretty well into our topic today. We want to talk about some of the things that were brought up at The Escapist that we thought could use a little more conversation. Yeah. And um, for those of you that weren't there, you could experience a little bit of what we talked about at The Escapist, so you wouldn't feel like you were left out of the party. Isn't that sweet, guys? Yeah, that's yeah. sweet. I thought that was sweet of us. That's pretty awesome. But first, news tids and bits, as I put it today. Wow, tids, tids and bits. Tids and bits, huh? How many Makes tids? Makes it sound dirty. Okay. Stop it. Tids and anyway, bits. Uh, okay, so there's really one big, huge... Tid. Tid that we need to talk about today. Wow. Oh, boy. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, so I heard that there was a product announcement. Well, it, it wasn't announced. In terms of, well, it was announced in terms of pricing and release yes. date. And that would be? That'd be the iPhone be 5. The iPhone 5. iPhone 5. Which is exactly what we want to talk about. Oh, wow, you know what? So, what? Crap. No? No. Why not? No one cares. No, everyone cares Who, about the iPhone 5. It's going to crash and burn. No one it cares is, about it. it. Hey, listen. No name company. It actually... No. Has, we're not going to really talk about the iPhone 5, are we? Please don't. No, don't do it. Okay, I won't. I, I was, uh, you know, we'll go into We've it. already had our discussion about aesthetics. Oh, Padre. <laughs> yeah, I know, Sorry, I Padre got here late. Yeah. This is Chris Pranger of The Escapist yes. and also Nintendo of America. Uh-huh. He is our special you guest. Know, although that part is guess. quieter. Right. A little bit. Right. We actually say uh, The Escapist. Oh, oh, and, oh, I'm sorry. I also have to say officially, officially not, not a, a spokesperson. Person. Not at all. I'm, I'm going to just interject every so often and be like, now, not as a not spokesman. You need to do that. No, he's also, Make sure you do that. He's also not a spokeswoman. Right. I checked. Not yet. No, you checked, huh? Yeah. What'd you yeah. find? Not a spokeswoman. Don't tell me. <laughs> anyway. Something flippity flop. Wait, who? Um, <laughs> we'll get to him in a minute. He doesn't yes. matter right now. <laughs> yes. This is not important. We're trying to introduce the damn topic. Can we do yeah, The news. Yeah. The, the news. news. The news was the, the Wii U. Right, but the iPhone 5 no was actually... No one cares about the iPhone 5. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> the Wii U was announced, date and price, yes. November Skews. 18th, yes. mm-hmm. on the 11th anniversary of the GameCube launch, for so. two SKUs, two, two for two versions. Exactly. <laughs> That's how much it costs. It costs two SKUs. Do you have a SKU? Which equates roughly to. to $2 million. Yes. A SKU is the Latvian currency. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it really has a comparable, wonderful uh, exchange rate. <laughs> Minecraft console. Anyway, uh, they're talking about Akira Toriyama now. <laughs> we're, we're losing. They totally moved on. Okay. Like, yeah. the, the chat totally doesn't need us anymore. $300 for the standard SKU, <laughs> yes. which does not include Nintendo Land. That's really the biggest difference, is that yeah. it does not include Nintendo Land, which is basically the Wii Sports of the uh, this console. Right. And then 350 for the Deluxe, which does include that and some other things as well. A whole bunch of other stuff. Now, so, do they, sure. did they announce that they were actually going to... Strip the duct tape off the two Wii's they they duct tape together, or only that, on the deluxe. Only the deluxe, so you got to pay the extra the yeah. additional coinage for that. Yeah, that it's it's okay. super glue though. They upgraded super. Glue. Oh my okay. god! Wow, that's yeah. high tech. Okay, so Epic Not Satellite. 
and I've, I've noticed some of this across the, the Twitter sphere, especially in the past few days. Uh, a lot of people complaining about Bayonetta 2 being a Wii U exclusive. I haven't read anything about that. Yeah. I don't know why anyone would be <laughs> mad. Well, because they, because they don't see the Wii U as a real console. Why would you not see it as a real console? Well, let's ask the people in the chat. Folks in the chat, if you do not like the Wii U, I, the idea of the Wii U, if you are not getting a Wii U, why would you not like it? Why would you Also, why would you be mad about Bayonetta 2 being an well, exclusive? Maybe the question isn't even necessarily about Bayonetta specifically, but well, if, that's, if, that's one gotten of, the most if a game yeah. you might actually be somewhat looking forward to, mm-hmm. you found it was exclusive to the Wii. Right, I mean that's also well, a system you don't own yet. Oh right, there was the dol- yes. punching a dolphin in the vagina. I heard about that was a big thing on the Escapist this weekend. Actually, that's they're so mad about the Wii U. Somebody was not happy that they punched. Uh, they kicked the, the it was the a kick. I'm pretty sure mammals. Anyway, I'm pretty sure it was a kick. Echo the dolphin. Uh, no complex. The controller is too complex hmm. and it costs yeah. too much. Yeah. It's really that complex. It's well, uh, I got to tell you, I don't know about either of those. I mean, first of all, the idea of a, of a complex controller—did you own a Nintendo 64? Wow, that is still not a difficult controller. Anyone who's whined about the N64 controller, like, it's too hard. how, how I, many people? How many people really? We also have could to not say, ever play any of the games you own for that. We also have Fair to enough. say that you are an admitted Nintendo fanboy. I'm a very admitted Nintendo fanboy for obvious reasons. Yes, they pay, yes. they give you a paycheck. All right, so all right, whether it is or whether it isn't a, a, a complicated control, I don't think it's too expensive. I, I don't. I think that's uh, that. That I yeah. I mean, there was um, man, someone I want to say from Gama Sutra came out with a chart. Okay. Uh, you know, with the uh, uh, adjusted for in- inflation console la- console launch prices. Right. And Wii U at three hundred dollars. How about the Atari Jaguar? Well, yeah. yeah. You got those crazy ones like 3DO back in the day. But, <laughs> 3DO. But seriously, back, Nintendo pretty consistently has been on the low end of the spectrum. Yes. Going back the whole way. They've been Absolutely. pretty... Well, it's... you, um, Not Yuji Horii, sorry. Um, it's the the using more with a cheaper... Gunpei Yokoi. Thank you. There Gunpei you go. Yokoi. Yep. Who, who lateral thinking through withered technology. Boom. Very nice. Boom uh, goes basically, the he was. Boom goes the dynamite. That's better than Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> Nintendo has never really been on the cutting edge of technology. They're willing to use a little bit mm-hmm. older technology, give it to people at a slower or lower price point. Right. Really, <laughs> I would as was anyone expecting anything less than $300 for any of the consoles coming maybe, out maybe mm-hmm. a 250 but but see, that's, I think it's indicative of how the Wii U is a is a real and legitimate system yeah i mean i, I oh, think yeah. it, it's a sign of the times they they've spent so much time i think really concentrating on trying to spread the Wii cuz the Wii had a had a great it reached a, a huge audience let's oh, face it yeah. mm-hmm. right i mean everybody bought one of those things mm-hmm. Now they really want to try to get back at the core of what made gaming so great yeah. in this country, and I think the Wii U is their legitimate shot at doing that. Well, right? the funny thing is, everybody complains about how the Wii didn't have any games, and it had a ton of games. Yeah, it just didn't have a lot of third-party games, and that was Absolutely. the problem. I mean, because Nintendo's only one company that can only make <laughs> so many games on their own, and they made a crap ton. So, I, there, I'm seeing some interesting points brought up in the chat. One, the first one I go it was uh, by uh, Lefko, Leafco. Yeah. I'm sorry. Says he, he, does, he does not like the Wii U's tablet-style controller. It's too wide. It's kind of weird in the hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I've tried it. Obviously, you've tried it. You have yeah. played it at played Nintendo. It mm-hmm. um, I've played it at E3. It's uh, not as bad as you would think. I was a little apprehensive at first. It's like, this is a big thing. You gotta well, so someone's around. asking if we're being, if Nintendo's paying us guys, just me. 
I wish. Yeah. Well, no, they are paying him. That is true. Not me. Um, And and trust me, if you think that's the snake oil pitch, you haven't seen anything. I'm not saying I'm not saying that this is going to be the be all end all system. I'm just saying Mm -hmm. I am curious as to what it is. I think it's going to it's got an interesting lineup. It's not blockbuster. It is good Mm -hmm. they have a Mario game coming out with the launch. That's very smart. I mean, it's it's um, a smart decision. Mario Mario sells things. He just sells things. Yeah. But they also and then I believe and I can almost guarantee you because of Nintendo's reputation and because of how they execute, the Mario game for the system will be mm-hmm. unmissable. I think it'll be a great, great Well, game. it's uh, Super Mario, New Super Mario Bros. Wii U. I yeah, it. it's, it's, it's pretty much like Super but I mean, Mario Bros. Wii If you like that, you're going to like exactly. it. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> and then someone, I, I'm sorry, who said it? Uh, <laughs> someone said, well, yeah, there's also the Pro Controller. Kind of- yeah, the which is a good is, idea for things like which zombies. Is well, it a makes repurposed Xbox 360. It really is false, false. Oh. It's a repurposed GameCube controller. If you look at the button layout, it is a GameCube controller. It is not an Xbox oh, 360 controller. Look, it we looks, have a Wii U, a Wii U Pro, Pro controller. controller. No, that's great. No, you have to look at a GameCube controller and you realize that it's a GameCube controller layout placed roughly on an Xbox 360 controller. Okay, so at least we can we can we can agree yes. on that. Yes, the two had a baby and uh, <laughs> and, and they, it got yeah. And what they wrought was the, the Wii U Pro <laughs> exactly. controller. Exactly. And um, you just have to keep going back. How many how many companies have totally stolen the idea of a controller from Nintendo? Okay, fair enough. How many? How yes. many people? I, I also want to uh, talk to Mr. Uh, the Bowtie Guy. When I was saying, before, this is going back a little bit, when I was saying that Nintendo's generally been on the lower end of stuff, and he says, yes. what about the SNES? Good point. The SNES wasn't crap, that's for sure, no. technology-wise. I mean, it was better no. than, the, than the Genesis, but Genesis came about a couple years earlier. Definitely. But mm-hmm. look at what else came out in 1991 that was also a 16-bit system, the CDI. That's cutting edge technology for the time. Oh, true. Now I'm not saying the games were any good. No, but no. that is much better technology <laughs> than uh, what the Super Nintendo had. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that yeah, but the Super Nintendo technology. also couldn't power your home entertainment system. Oh, to be yeah. fair. Nah, it's pretty. See, good apples idea. and oranges. Apples and oranges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, I. But I think I, the point here, right? I think the Wii U is actually not a, a too expensive system for what they're what they're delivering on. Nope. TurboGrafx-16 came out like in late eighties. And it doesn't mean that I necessarily want to buy one myself no you're not yeah I mean, that's I, a, well you're not wait, buying I, it. i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say yeah. i'm not sold on it i didn't say i'm not gonna buy okay. one i'm not sold on it yet but i think i could be if i see some of the the, the concepts that come forward yeah i think uh the kiosks that the, the eventual kiosks mm-hmm. just like the wii is what's going to sell people or not sell people Absolutely. people yeah. people see this new thing that's not really been done on a home console at least mm-hmm. uh the closest thing is tablet gaming but even then not really the same thing at right. all uh, and people just need to see it in action. And, and who yeah. knows? So, I, I honestly don't know if it's going to be super successful is, or not, but I, I think mean, it's going to have a good launch. It was weird actually finally getting to play it. The first time I ever got to play it was when I actually got started working two months ago. And so I'm like, because I wasn't even sold on it before I was really starting, because I'm like, how is this thing going to work? Yeah. And it is not as awkward as you'd assume it would be, because you think this thing is huge. It's huge. Does, it doesn't feel as huge. It's actually a lot lighter than you'd expect, hmm. which is nice. That was nice. It's and, nice. And it's just, it's. It's ergonomically designed. I'm sorry. So it's ergonomic. I'm sorry, I threw a bore at it. Yeah, uh, I feel bad. Venice. So let, let me ask you this then. Let, let's 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 move it a little bit forward then. So mm. what do you think, Chris, in terms of the viability of the Wii U as being a, a real legitimate third contender in this in the arms race? I mean, because that's what it's here for, right? It's actually it's its own contender. I mean, that's the thing Nintendo has been doing re- recently. I mean, the Wii. They said with the Wii specifically, explicitly, exuberantly, they said. 
we're going to make our own system. Right. It's, we're not even... We're, they said, we're not playing this round. We're sure. making our own system. And, and Sony and Microsoft said... <laughs> and, uh, and then and cried then, when they saw the and, Yeah, they're like, ha, oh, oh, oh. So this time, Nintendo's just kind of doing... They're like... Because Nintendo's still stuck on, on their, you know, roughly six-year cycle. And they said, yep. now it's time for a new one. We want to do more things. We want to do new things. And it felt right to move on. You know, it felt like everything on they could do on the Wii that they specifically could do on the Wii was done. I mean, Skyward Sword, for all that I had frustrations with it, they kind of said, that was what the Wii could do. Right. And it did it well, but no one else was trying to do that. And third parties were just like... It was clear, third party companies want something that can be ported from system to system. Absolutely. And that's that's all they care about right now. Yeah. So uh, That's a good point. That's a great yeah. point. I, I mean, I hadn't even really thought about that, but on the development side, and even on the publisher side mm-hmm. of things... You know, when to make you can make one game and then port it with minimal staffing. Very minimal, yeah. Or you can create three different games. And that's that. In the days of the Super Nintendo Genesis, you know, completely different versions for one yeah. system or another. Those are long, long gone. gone. And they've been trying to still keep to the one game ported twice or three times in the case of PC. And the Wii version is always, of course, they have to nerf it. Or in yeah. in inverse. Because they know it's going to be on the Wii, they nerf it on all systems as a result. Absolutely. And usually licensed games. That happens with them. And I think, you know, if I hear what you're saying, and I kind of take gleam what I, what I know about the system, yeah. I think it is going to be a legitimate contender, and I think that there is... The novelty of it is something that people are going to... It's it, For better or for worse, I think it's going to be a little bit of a hurdle. Yeah. It's, it's going to be something people are going to have to jump over one way or another. You can love it or hate it or whatever the case might be. Yeah. But I think the Wii U is going to deliver a very powerful gaming experience. It's right and now. it's clear they're, yeah. they're courting the developers that they need. Yeah. So, so Chris, Eric yes. the Squirrel. Eric, this is fun to say. Eric the Squirrel <laughs> has, uh, brings up Hi. an interesting point that we were talking about okay. sometime in the past couple of days. Yes. Uh, Not a spokesperson for Nintendo, by the way. There you go. Yes. Not a spokesperson. Uh, he says, it'll sell well, of course, but... Uh, um, It'll sell really well, but maybe it'll be slow. Well, do you think it'll be slow in the beginning, like the 3DS? And we were actually saying this is one of the more surprisingly strong. It seems like one of the more surprisingly strong launch lineups. It's got it, a it's good, much better than 3DS, it's, which didn't even have Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. 3D, it didn't have. It didn't have. A, which I was surprised. Yeah, it didn't have Legend of Zelda. Didn't have Mario game. Usually, I mean, if they put a Mario game on it, it kind of almost sells itself. And this one is actually the first in a while that's had a Mario game assigned to it like with oh. as a launch title if I remember correctly the GameCube barely it didn't really they technically with Luigi's Mansion but that's not really a Mario game right right so I think the last one was actually the N64 was the last system oh that gosh. came out with a Mario game like as you know, as it launches like well I've that's got, actually they, bizarre yeah, yeah like a, right, a completely new Mario game as a launch so that was 64 so this is going to be completely new for this or new again because it's been what since 96 since that happened but yeah I mean it's got a strong launch lineup and the funny thing is someone told me that the like everyone's complaining about you know as soon as everything was announced apparently you can't really even pre-order it as easily as you expected like a lot a lot of different places a lot of different places are saying the pre-orders are already done they're full you can't get it now because you cannot pre-order because it's already closed done I think the biggest point that they've made that Nintendo's made and I think it's a great one and it was just so happens is the first thing you mentioned is how they're courting the third party for the mm-hmm. Wii U. Absolutely. And, and that's why I think something like Bayonetta, which was not the strongest selling game on all the platforms. And that's a super interesting everywhere. choice to get that as a 
as an exclusive, or at least a current exclusive. But I think it could work, and I'm I'm really excited to see what the Wii U could open up for something like Okami. Oh yeah, well, because um, <laughs> we need Okami ported again. <laughs> I, I, but you know what I mean, Some, something akin to a kind of creative project like yes. Okami. Oh yeah, well that's the thing is the the pad ads for. I'm going to tell you, spokesperson, this is going to suck. <laughs> the the pad ads yeah, for a game experience. Are you, you can't get snake oil? <laughs> yeah, it actually is a runoff of snake oil. Yeah, oh, if perfect, you did not know. Perfect. Uh, but the pad that I comes mean, later though. Yeah, the pad the pad adds a whole level of dimension you can't get to. In just you know, it opens up a whole other range right. and more buttons and such, which we've seen from the DS and from the 3DS. Right. And but it, more than anything, it's the it's the asymmetrical multiplayer that. Right. With Nintendo Land, that which mean, is the thing now, even more than yeah. outside Nintendo. That's why I saw E3. Uh-huh. Uh, we talked about this. Yep. So I saw a lot at E3. That was the 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 buzzword. Know, the buzzword or the buzz mm-hmm. phrase of the year was asymmetric gameplay. Yeah, you know, there's this new Star Trek game for the PC. Asymmetric gameplay. Mm-hmm. You know, the SimCity. Asymmetric gameplay. Right. Yeah. So and that's you know this is echoing Reggie's. You're gonna see a lot more of this. Yeah. From long ago, where really they were really trying to completely. Um, recast the entire console war with asymmetric gameplay. So I mm-hmm. think it's, you know, Nintendo definitely has their strategy here. They're picking picking yeah. what they're doing, and I think it's, it's I think it's very strong. I think it's very strong. It's play. a frustrating. I mean, sitting in the company and listening, it's so frustrating to hear people assume that everyone who works there has to be just like right. st- stupid and blind. And it's not that way at all. Like the smarter people than I run that company, and they are—they know what's going on. Right. They're not just sitting there. I wonder what. Yeah. I think asymmetrical gameplay yeah, for that, this one. Yes, be this, that'll, this that'll will be, be the one. They're sitting there, and like these guys have been in this business for so long. These guys. These guys. These guys have been right. in the business for so it. long. It's insanity. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. God. So with this that. With that. <laughs> Perhaps now it's time to end the news segment. Yeah, we'll get out of the yeah. news segment with that. I mean, that, that was just too big of a news story to yeah. argue. To, Not to a miss. spokesperson. Yes. And That's at the end of the day, you know, we probably should. So <laughs> let's move into the topic du jour, shall we? Now that I'm fired. Now that yes, you're fired. Now that I'm fired. Um, for yeah, Donald sponsor. Trump in there, too. Um, <laughs> free of charge. So uh, we wanted to, as, as we said at the top of the podcast, for those of you just joining us, well, we'll reintroduce our guest for people who are just joining us. Chris yes. Pranger from The Escapist. Not a spokesperson for Nintendo. Also Nintendo of America who's not a spokesperson. But you Nintendo are a localizer. America. I'm a localizer. But not a spokesperson. Right. But not a spokesperson. So okay. keep that in mind, folks, because yes. we always end the show with a Q&A. And the reason we bring this up is because if you'd like to ask a question, mm-hmm. now I can't promise Mr. Pranger can answer any questions regarding localization or Nintendo of America. Mostly because I know try. nothing. But we can try, right? Yes. Um, if you have questions about that, questions about, you'd like to ask us, questions about life. Mm-hmm. Questions about happiness. Yes. Questions about happiness. Will you say it so I can just push the button? Please send a private message here. Bop. There you go in the chat to cotgw, and we will uh, we will take up uh, all of these questions. We'll like bring and them in this. Throw them right out the window. Throw them right out the window and, and laugh it. as we do it. Ah. Um, no, actually, we'll take them all. Do you know And we'll answer the ones that we find interesting, compelling, fun, or otherwise. Yes. yes. I don't know. Someone's already asking what games were localized. I started two months ago. So Yeah, so, so all 40 of them. All but. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm working on the new Animal Crossing, which has already been announced for the 3DS, so that's not a secret. <gasps> you heard it here first. New it's, Animal Crossing. It's not a secret. <laughs> it's announced. It has its own Wikipedia Exclusive. page. It has its own page on the Animal Crossing wiki. Oh, you're going to get so, fired. I don't oh, know why you don't have a Nintendo exclusive 
banner that we can just pop up there. <laughs> <and play. laughs> Nintendo yeah, that is that is the only game I've been working on for the last two months. It's the only game I'll be working on for the next two months at least. I'll be working on that forever because that is a beast of a game. That's a game that try it, it's going for AI through just beast tactics. It's just. There's just so much dialogue that we are Put that in your here. asymmetric gameplay. There you go. So. But, but yes, if you do have more questions, yeah. send them to the to COTGW in the Twitch TV chat. Awesome. And yes. we will get to that we'll later. We'll get to them. Yes. We'll answer all kinds of questions. But you Pandora Tower. Where, who, who, who is Pandora Tower? Who made that? I don't know. Sorry, what? I don't know. I Someone said localized Pandora Tower for the Wii. No, you know, questions later. Not yeah, now. questions later. I want to know. I'm you're jumping, you're jumping I am so curious. far ahead in the process. I'm curious. Here. I don't even remember which you one Pandora Tower was. You are the whole game up here. Yeah. I don't so, care. We're not this is my game. Yeah, I know. This is my show. Um, <laughs> so, no. It's, uh, so, we are actually going to talk about the Escapist Expo, which is the reason that all of us are in the same room today. Yes. I am a spokesperson for the Escapist. Boom! See, now Boom. we got something we can ask about. Yes. So, um, talk about the sexual persuasion of Yahtzee. Okay, it's not the question and answer section. Actually, we're, we're, we, we, we don't need to spoil that. How about how about we talk about the Escapist Expo, which I thought was a resounding success here in Durham, North mm -hmm. Carolina. I was weekend. I was pleasantly surprised can... at the uh, number. Uh, do we have an idea of numbers? I have no idea. Um, it was gonna. It, well, I know the first day was over three thousand. Yeah, the for second Friday day, for a Friday. The second day was larger than that. We know that. That so, was crazy. Yeah, so it was at least more than three thousand. The right. goal was to hit five thousand over the weekend. So they hit. I'm that. sure they did. They that hit that. Time. And they already uh, said. So I have no they idea. already announced. I mean, they, I'm assuming they announced. They pretty much already yeah. announced. Yeah. yeah. So you're next year. Yes. Good. It didn't Good. sound like one of those things you just say. But no. We'll see. And I, I think it, it was impressive. I, mm -hmm. Sometimes it might have been over nine thousand. Sometimes it's <laughs> yeah over nine thousand. Um, yeah, I thought it was successful. There were a lot of it, very similar to like a Paxis where there were panels. Um, there were lots of different activities. Like mm -hmm. there was a zombie nerf hunting thing. There was that. a humans versus zombie war or something like that where they everyone had bandanas and they had nerf blasters and there was cosplay there were mm. tournaments uh there were retro games laser tag laser tag uh the classic arcade game museum american and a classic whole, arcade museum whole metric ton of geeks yeah yes. so Which is why we were there mm -hmm. uh because we wanted to be among our own kind so, I am, i'm only half a metric ton of a geek oh wow so that's that's Who's the other half nice. that's yeah that's unbelievable mm -hmm. I, I mean, I'm not <laughs> throwing anything at you. I'm triple You douchebag. So, yeah, the, the Escapist was great. And we there were a lot of great yeah. conversations that resulted from the Escapist mm -hmm. that we thought could really, in oh, their own man. right, have a whole new podcast. The amazing that. thing is that in the break room where all of us contributors were sitting, there were conversations going on that weren't in any of the panels at all. Like, we didn't even touch and stuff. We, we were joking, oh, we should have put this in the panel. Didn't show up at all on the panel, and yeah. hours and hours of material that were that someone else is like sitting in the room, just like one of the volunteers. She's just like, "This is the greatest conversation ever. Why is this not being filmed right now?" And we're just like, "Cause we're tired." And literally five minutes after Chris and I stepped out of Rue's car and walked over there, we were just sitting down. They weren't quite ready yet. Mm -hmm. I said, "Damn it! I should have brought the camera." And we just filmed our random thoughts. Mm -hmm. beforehand but just so the escapist knows uh chris and i are actually also going to submit our application right now to be the 
pregame greeters to run the escapist show because we were we actually had people rolling there for a little while i thought we were doing a pretty good job we did what now before everybody even got there we were just having conversations like early oh, in the yeah morning. we were we had a lot of great things to talk about and no one was there <laughs> <laughs> no one heard it and uh you know if it's we'll the have internet, to take your word for it and there's mm-hmm. no videos no then it didn't happen wow so. you, you must have been einstein's in your own mind Yes. Why? Why do you always have to piss all over my cornflakes? It's fun. Do you? Why? Honestly. You just, you just couldn't let it go, could you? So. So anyway, we um we well, wanted to be able to talk about some of the things that happened at at the Escapist Expo and talk about them a little further so that those mm-hmm. of you that weren't there could get a little glimpse. Well, and also, I mean, it's, it's kind of a there's a proliferation of of these gamer cons and expos that. Mm-hmm. You didn't see even a decade right. ago. Yeah, uh, I mean, when was the first PAX? Two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. PAX East was two thousand nine. Yeah, the first, I'm sorry, I meant two thousand three. First PAX, yes. I think, was two thousand three. That sounds about right. So yeah, Ish. less than a decade. We've got, um, well, we've got PAX East, PAX, PAX Australia coming, which yep. is still strange. Um, love you, Australia, but yeah. but um, <laughs> why not? And then well, now we've got. Escapist Expo, which seems to be doing well. Mm-hmm. Magfest, Magfest. Uh, and then there's also the Retro Gaming Expos out, out west. There's yeah. Portland Retro Gaming Expo, which I'll mm-hmm. be in out in two weeks. And then there's also the Classic Gaming Expo in Vegas, Vegas. which seems to be doing well. So you know, it, the, all these things are happening all over the place. It's it's a good Plus time to be talking yeah. about you know what kind of ideas are out there because I think that's what really it comes down to. I mean, mm. the first panel that we went to that that Rue actually ran. Uh, hopefully, there was some video of that very soon. Yep is mm-hmm. about retro gaming so what was the point of that what was the kind of you know what, what were you going for with that well it's very general just yeah. kind of talking about retro gaming why it's important why uh it you know how you go about preserving it and so forth mm-hmm. and also just tell some stories we had warren robinette on the panel who mm-hmm. uh, developed adventure for the atari 2600 mm-hmm. the first action adventure game <laughs> yeah. kind of important and he uh, happens to, he happened to just be in in the area and we're like hey come on in he's like sure and he had some great stories to tell about how atari worked in the yeah. 70s actually he had some awesome stories yeah I mean, it was you wouldn't believe how i think i think it must have been pretty blasé for them to be working there then but to mm. be in the room while he was talking about it now seems amazing yeah how how old? Here's a good question. I was discussing with some of the guys from the American Classic Arcade Museum. Sure. How old does the game have to be to be considered retro? That's a great question. Mm. Uh, because I mean, as we go on, we've introduced, we've added the N64 and PlayStation One to <laughs> retro now, haven't we? Like officially. I think as like, this as a, new as generation group? comes yeah. in, yeah, it's gonna, yeah, I think we've, it's gonna we've allowed that. Well, to well be I mean, retro. No, I, I'm thinking as the new generation comes in, like. GameCube and PS2. PS2. I mean, that's and that's Xbox where it's the. Retro. I think I think it's like two console generations back. I think that has to be next generation because we can still play those on the current systems, and so I think that's I the think, cutoff. Yeah. Play, you can play Game Boy on Nintendo 3DS. No, you can't. Yeah, you well download. download. Well, download yeah, is different. different. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> the native count. support. No, we're not yeah. talking. Yeah, we're talking if native support. Like I can pick, I can grab one of these and put it in my system, and you, it will well, work. My uh, current system. You can't play GameCube games on the Wii U, right? No, but you can play them on the Wii, so that technically GameCube is still current uh, in yeah. this society. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it's aggressive <laughs> to say PS2. Uh, the, I think it's the, getting the there. Give it a couple of years. Yeah, but we, I think yeah, we're, we're getting close. But I think some of them are. I think we all can all agree that the PS1 <laughs> and the N64 are retro games at this point. Yeah, retro is 1.5 human generations old. <laughs> that's kind of old. That's like 30 years. So none of our so. games are retro yet. I don't yeah. know if that's a good idea. Well, it's like the ACAM guys were saying. Um, they don't. It's part of their charter when they started. Granted, this was like 
over a decade ago that they wouldn't have any games past forward of 1988. Yep. But they have a lot of people coming in asking, hey, where are these old fighting games like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat? Right. Primal Rage. That, that's, pretty re- Primal Rage. that's pretty retro now. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and as we go more toward the future, it's just going to be more. Yeah, and I think... So. I mean, this is the this is always the tale of pop culture, right? Uh, the the new trends in pop culture become the old trends in pop culture. Mm-hmm. So you know, what do you? I mean, what do you want it to be? What what is the what is the definition of retro to you guys need to be? I mean, what what are you going to talk about when you talk about retro gaming? It doesn't even need to be anything. It just has to. Yeah. You just pretty much if you want whatever game I mentioned at that time, and then said, "Oh, that was a retro game." That's what I needed to be. Yeah, there you go. I needed to, I needed to shift as as my conversation goes, so that I don't sound stupid. Right. So <laughs> I was like, "Well, that's not you." You considered like I added that to the retro catalog. Yeah, it is now a retro game, and I yes. have decreed it, and that therefore it is true. Well, you know what I find very enlightening at a pretty much all of these uh, conventions that I've been to, mm-hmm. PAX East and here, Magfest. And even the Classic Gaming Expo, which skews even earlier than what I think all of us are. We consider, like, we grew up more with NES, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Not oh, so yeah. much the Atari 2600. No. But in the Classic Gaming Expo, it was, like, really, it's, like, mostly Atari and television stuff. But you have kids, like, not even born 10 years ago. Yep. Who are mm-hmm. interested in these games. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that that means something important. This is... And this is something we touched upon during the retro game panel: is mm-hmm. that uh, these 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 expos, these conventions, are a way for kids, new generation, to come and see these games, realize yeah. they're still fun, mm-hmm. and want to preserve them, want to be a part of that history, yeah. uh, and experience it a little bit for them for their for themselves. Well, yeah. Right, and, and, and we need to pre- yeah. preserve this cultural history. We were all born before Star Wars came out. Yeah, right. we've all seen Star Wars. Right. We well, all like Star Wars. I mean, think of this: half of I the think. I'm sure half of the people nowadays who were born way after the NES, Super NES, and sometimes even after the N64, mm-hmm. they're, they're, half of them have been playing it because their parents still have all the systems yep. and are there, <laughs> but they may not be buying the new system. So the kid picks them up and they're like, can I play this? I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Because it's a toy. You want to play it with a toy. You find a toy, you play it. Right. right. So if someone finds an NES that works and they're like, hey, what is this Super Mario Brothers? What is this Kirby's Adventure? Absolutely. They, they it's will like, just, it's yeah. like I, when I found my parents' record player when I was a kid mm-hmm. and you just wanted to... Absolutely. You didn't even care what the music was. You just wanted to see it work and hear what it sounded like yeah. and kind of experience it for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Now people are finding dusty old NESs yeah. and... Old or even and the, the the ones that... The, the uh, console that didn't make it. People mm-hmm. are talking about Dreamcast right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I have a functioning Dreamcast it, that, that I keep around I, as well. I think it's fairly... It's fair to say in the popular culture the Dreamcast is forgotten. Yeah, it is. You yeah, walk down the street and you say, hey, hey, what's the Dreamcast? They're going to be like, Bleh. Which is interesting so because people, up until like two years ago, people were still developing for it. Yeah. 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 But it's in, in so retro gaming is, uh, it, these are ways to kind of keep these memories, or not just the memories, the history alive, mm-hmm. and, and give it to a new, it's a way for um, a kid who probably doesn't have a lot of arcades in his area to go to a convention and say, and, and come up to Primal Rage. Right. Or Popeye, right. or Breakout, mm-hmm. um, and and play these games like oh wow now I've 
experiences. I remember when we were at, ACAM, at the mm -hmm. ACAM exhibit up in Pax East a few years ago, and they had Pong. That's that was right. the first chance we actually had to play Pong. And that's and like, I, wow. I won, as I recall. This is a, shut up. This is amazing. <laughs> you know, we were able to put our hands on Pong and play it. It actually felt like touching history. It was. It's cool. And one of the coolest things that was. games have over other mediums is if you try to tell someone, you know, the very important <laughs> movies or the important <laughs> books to right. read, that's going to take him for the movie two hours, book two years right. in some cases. With a game, you say you need to go experience Donkey Kong at 20 seconds. Right. And, they've and they say, wow, I have experienced this historic game. I can either play again or move on with my life. But exactly. It's, you're able to get, th you can go through the whole back catalog of, import of important arcade games or important Atari games, something like that, in the span of the time it would take you to watch one, like, and watch Citizen Kane, That's essentially. Right. That's right. And so, there's this, the accessibility of the older generations are, is so much better, like, for, for new newcomers, because it's so much easier and how we we preserve that, which is an yeah. important question that, that that is also getting asked a lot nowadays, because ACAM is also about preservation mm -hmm. of these machines. And they and yeah they try to keep them in original everything. And they, absolutely. And they mention that they they keep everything as original hardware, original everything. The only exceptions that they had to make were for laser disc based games right. like Dragon's Lair One Two and Space Ace, right. because the laser disc uh, laser disc players just wear out. Exactly. Know? I love that yeah. story. Yeah. That's a cool story. Yeah. yeah and but I I can totally see that happening because mm -hmm. a lot of times when you as a kid, you see these arcade cabinets. Mm -hmm. You think they're these kind of grandiose machines yeah. that have so much in terms of components inside of them and, and so mm -hmm. on and so forth. When you open one, it's like opening up an NES cart. We were just talking about this before. Yeah. You open it up and you're like, there's nothing in it. It's just mostly empty space with like this board that just sits in the middle and a screen. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You know? Seeing, have you have you opened up an actual NES itself? Just oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's absolutely. So, I mean, I think mine even just had like extra weights added to it. Yeah. <laughs> just, to make, just to make you think that it was, it had more in it. I believe it. It's because if, if they make it smaller than that, it's almost like it, it shouldn't be worth the money. Yeah. Now we pay a premium for, for something, something being compact. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. So, what else? So the retro gaming component is definitely something that's at a lot of these huge expos, conventions uh -huh. they're going yeah. on. What else is something that not only we saw here at Escape is that we are are also seeing at other expos and conventions that seems to be, I don't know, it just seems to be part of the new kind of a standard when you go to one of these things. Well, I think the standard is you have to include, you can't just have gaming like in video games. You have to include card games and tabletop. You have to include the whole three, all three. Yes, and there has to be, and they're given equal kind of, you know, show time to, to, for some extent. Whereas gaming, of course, is kind of always on. You have dedicated rooms to tabletop, dedicated rooms to card games. Absolutely. And I think, so one of the things I'll mention that was actually, I thought was really neat, you guys, uh, I don't think had any, I don't think you guys saw, took this one in, but there was a great panel for D&D &D Next, mm. which, you know, I, I'm i not like actively playing D&D &D right now, but it's just something I'm interested in, right? Yeah. Um, and seeing the transition between the, the versions, I, I never played the original, but having seen the rest of them, it was just kind of something I was curious about. Mm. And and I forget the gentleman's name. I I know his last name is Wyatt. I think it was Tim Wyatt who is the he is the man that is in control of all the story of Dungeons and Dragons and just kind of brought us through the philosophy of what the next D and D was going to look like. Mm -hmm. um, although there has been no product announcement about it, just kind of what they want to do in terms of testing and yeah. uh, concepts they're, they're thinking of of working into the next game. It was really cool to see the design philosophy and how they're going back and how they're listening to their customers in real time. And this is something that I've never seen before from 
Wizards of the Coast, mm-hmm. and something I, I've really never seen from a video gaming company outside of something like Mojang or something like that. Yeah. Um, and and what I thought was interesting, the most interesting part of the whole thing was that at one point Wizards of the Coast, you know, and and again I think his name was Tim, said in the middle of the panel is Wizards of the Coast realized that you didn't need them to play D and D. He actually said that out loud. Yeah. And for a company to say that, I thought that was amazing because the pink elephant in the room, obviously being Pathfinder, right? They are addressing that head on. They want to make sure that what you want to have in the mm-hmm. next iteration of D and D is what's there. Mm-hmm. And I thought there was a lot of really cool stuff that happened with that. Yeah. So that playing right off of your point, I think there has to be a play to all forms of gaming, not just. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and also the kind of proliferation of uh, board gaming and designer games over the past decade or so has really become huge. And uh, yeah. something I, that was here, and also in. Um, at PAX East, uh, I'm sure probably at PAX, was a game, a board game library. Oh, yes. Board game, card game See, library. There, that was that's cool. the video we should have. We should have, that's, I wish that we had that video too. It's pretty awesome too, because a lot of these games are pretty expensive. They can be mm. upwards of 50 60 $70. Yeah. So to be able to go and play test yeah. mm-hmm. with people who know what they're doing, so they can teach you quick, uh, a, a game, mm. it's pretty awesome. Uh, there, there are so many board games nowadays. We yeah. played Campaign Manager. Campaign Manager Campaign 2008. Campaign Manager yeah, it sounds 2008. Ridiculously it's fun. Especially. Know, it was actually fun. I mean, it's not a game you, I would buy normally. Yeah, you passed up DuckDuckGo for <laughs> Campaign Manager 2008. That is, that is unbelievable. That is. But I'd say it was it's fun. It's a concept I would probably never, I would almost certainly never walk up into in a store and see that and say, I want to buy mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. But to try it, we actually had a lot of fun. It was yeah. actually a pretty fun game. I might consider buying it we'll see i don't know somewhat yeah. limited but it's it's cool it's a good concept and we didn't mm-hmm. have more time but uh, we, there were a lot of other games i wanted to play there was the new x-wing game from fantasy flight or the new star trek next generation card game there's that too so there th- that's another issue too though you know we could have spent the entire weekend just testing those games mm-hmm. and had an awesome time so another thing you're going to find i think at these conventions is that there's so much interest in so many things mm-hmm it's almost hard to keep up. There's not enough yeah. time to do it all. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're like, in case you can't tell, we are ridiculously tired <laughs> and are kind of worn out from an entire weekend of gaming. Yeah. But, I mean, we could have done so much more. Well, the other thing that you'll find a lot of these cons or expos or whatever you want to call them are panels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it kind of depends on where you go as to what kind of panels you're going to expect. If yeah. you go to a retro gaming expo, there's going to be a lot more retro games. Yeah. The Escapist focuses more on modern they well, I mean, the thing is escape is focused on modern culture in general like right. it's so wide and just because we have there's contributors like myself and like bob especially movie bob who will do the big picture which every week is on any topic he wants it to be on regarding you know pop culture in general at the moment and so they can include anything they want and so that's almost a um yeah, I mean, almost has a monkey to the a wrench in the monkey. It throws a wrench in something. There's a wrench in the monkey. <laughs> There's a wrench and a monkey involved <laughs> the here. Yeah, yeah it, it, that, it messes stuff up because how can they represent every little bit? Does that mean they have to have a movie panel? They have to have that's a comic right. panel? They have to have a you know music panel? All that stuff. I think that's part of what they were figuring out this year. Yeah, and this was definitely a, a year to figure stuff out. And they had the biggest the, thing they, figured out, yeah. which was they needed to have... Escapists. Constant, well, they need escapist stuff, and they needed constant stuff happening at any given time. So there's always panels, there's always stuff on the on the show right. floor, and there was also the the laser tag and the zombie game going on. So like you and could concerts. do so much. And con, uh, well, the concert. And, and there was time in between. You know, yeah. In PAX, there's no time. You, mm-hmm. you, there's if, no time. you basically don't do back-to-back panels at PAX because there's no time to get between them. No. 
but you here they left time so if you wanted to go hit the expo for a few minutes you mm-hmm. could do that if you wanted to Taking the next panel, you were right there, ready yeah. to go. Which I and was pretty the good. other nice thing was that they—I don't think they had any panels that they actually turned people away from. Sure, I, I think there was one or two because they had one that they didn't realize was going to be huge, and they put it in the smallest room, and one that turned out to be only third full, they put in the biggest room, and so they're like, "Oh, if only they had flipped those, right. it would work." But yeah. uh, for the most part, most of, and especially in the biggest room, they they were they filled that to capacity, but yeah. it was just full enough that everyone got in. Which unlike PAX is. You'll get turned away. You'll stand in line for two hours, and you'll get turned away and say, "Sorry, guys, you can't make this. You just wasted two hours. Go wait in the line for Borderlands 2. Which happens a lot. Yeah, but this was just the first year. Exactly. You know, Uh, I know for now. That's a nice thing. Following up on the point of of where you put your emphasis in terms of cultural media, Mm -hmm. um, and Escapist is a little bit unique there, but not really because I mean, Pax has all that as well. It just happens to focus more on gaming rather than and the gaming of all types mm-hmm. instead of being a kind of cultural you know con as it were yeah right so even though it does a lot of cultural stuff it's a long mm-hmm. con so it's, it is a long yeah. con <laughs> so uh chris you were on a panel also that was about sequels yes uh, and it was i think return of the sequels part two and I, you know which is hilarious in any case um <laughs> we're all I laughing um yeah laughing <laughs> on the inside so, but I really thought this was cool because, you know, there were a lot of great questions that came up in it, but the, you know, we seem to be kind of in this era of the sequel. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts in terms of how the industry is moving forward with an emphasis and focus on sequels? And do you think it's too much or too little? Rephrase that question. All right, so I know it's distracting <laughs> sometimes, the, the bloops and bleeps that we get over there. The bloops, so, bleeps, bleeps. Yeah. Wop, so, whizzle, whizzle. Wop, whizzle. Um, Wizzle. <laughs> that was more of Bill Cosby. <laughs> Make it six <laughs> give, give him the question in five seconds. Go. Five seconds. So, where? Wh- what do you think the role is for mm-hmm. for sequels in gaming and movies today? Sequels, as they've always been, well, not always been, as they are currently right now, they're not a bad thing. We uh, we like what we know, and we buy what we know, and especially now because things cost more so you will see and i have my two examples of one time we're in a sequel with you know naming something this was good and naming something this was bad a lot of people just attach a name like they have a new game and a lot of people say oh why isn't this a new ip and one example is kirby epic yarn for the week yeah a lot of people will ask you know why is it not shoot Um, someone had a good point i wanted to point out to you oh Go find and and you totally interrupted his thought yeah i did well this wasn't an important thought blew him up just blew him right out of the water there you go. What is it? The bow tie guy. You read it. Okay. Uh, sequels give an opportunity to refine and even perfect the mechanics of the previous game. Yes. And that's where you're that's where heading you're toward. With, that's yeah. what I'm heading towards a little bit. Yes. But what I was I, in different, completely different realm. Yes. Talking about sequels. <laughs> yes. So say a new IP. A lot of people want new IPs, but the problem is, a lot of times people don't buy a new IP. So. Right. If you have a good game like Kirby's Epic Yarn, which was which initially is a concept, really, it was a concept. Yeah, it was a concept that was going to the main character was going to be Prince Fluff, the pink or the the blue version essentially of the Kirby character. And because they were like, "Who's this person?" Oh, we added to a Kirby game. It was initially another game entirely gotcha. that someone made the executive decision. This game is not going to sell because no one no one knows, what no one knows who, who Prince Fluff is. No one is going. No one is ever going to take a risk on a kiddie game, right. which is a very kiddie game by design. It looks yeah. very, very childlike, very, very basic. It's a super fun game, 
not a spokesperson. Right. But, <laughs> yes. Reader. But yeah. um, very important. Yes, but it's, it's. I mean, people. I mean, Jim Sterling. You ask this to Jim Sterling. I don't even have to defend it. Jim Sterling will defend this thing to 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 his death. He loved Kirby's Epic Yarn mm-hmm. because it's a beautiful game. But if right. it had not been assigned as Kirby, it would not have. It wouldn't have sold. Inversely, you have something like Star Fox Adventures, oh. a game that was initially just Adventures on Dinosaur Planet, which was a game Rare was making, which someone again executive decision came out in the in the negation and said hey that guy that main character looks enough like star fox let's make him star Star fox Fox. yeah and so someone decided all right and they took it took an extra console cycle to get that out and when it came out everyone who liked star fox said this game is so radically different right why it sold well but it damaged star fox as a property right it damaged rare as a company and as a result, instead of getting a new Star Fox game and a new and a new IP with Dinosaur Planet, that I guarantee that game would be a cult hit right now. Absolutely. Like it would have had a huge following. Now instead we got this this Star Fox game that's not an awful game, but it's an awful Star Fox game. So you're saying Nintendo really sucks. That's not a spokesperson. <laughs> not a spokesperson. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I was just gonna say, I mean that's Yes. Yeah, we're yeah we're running long. We're running long, but you know we got a late start, so yeah. we, we, we yeah. give it, you know throw us a couple more minutes. Mm-hmm. No, no, Why not? okay, yeah. But the only other thing I'll say about that too is that I thought um, you know that there is a there is a huge push for uh, for economic reasons, mm-hmm. and that was what we kind of decided in the panel too. Right, the panel, the whole yeah. audience kind of kept kept coming up and talking about market dynamics, and even yeah. if they had no idea what the hell they were saying, mm-hmm. that's what they were asking about, right? Yeah, and. You know, we we talk about it a lot, you know, on the podcast. But the the, the commercial nature of games mm-hmm. just kind of dictates yeah. that that's the way it's going to be. Do you think it's a bad thing that that the commercial market kind of pushes out sequels? Um, no, quite a bit. No, because it's been proven. If they every time a new IP is supported, well, not every time. The majority of the time, a new IP is supported that they put so much forth, they think this is going to be the newest big thing, such right. as, like, let's say Mirror's Edge, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily a flop, but it's not this rapid success where yeah. everyone dove on it and said, yeah, this is a new, radically new IP. That's right. And people kind of went, okay, well, that's there. This is now a cult hit. It's, I, I heard it here. It's but is sequel. it Prince of Persia? Yeah. No, is not. it Prince of Persia? Yeah, and people will freak out. Yeah, so so there you go. I, I think that's a good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I if I'm looking at Firefox five one six talked about the idea of yeah. sequels introducing new elements into the mix, keeping things mm-hmm. fresh. There's a kind of freshness that that we probably do yeah. need to highlight here, right? I mean, well, it's yeah. got to be something that's a little bit new, or else it's mm-hmm. it's just rehashing. And one of the good examples I have of a good sequel is Banjo Tooie. I love I just I love Banjo Kazooie yeah. and Banjo Tooie, and it's a lot of times usually in the older generations it was you came out with a game. That, that you could tell the designers had a huge idea in mind, but they had to tone it down. And right. then the next game, after it is a big success, usually a surprise success, such as Mega Man was another one of these, yep. where the first game was within very strict confines, very strict limits. And then after the first game is done, they're like, now that we're a success, now we have money for more development, bigger, what can we do? They take do the original... actually want. Yeah, they take the yeah. original design and they just explode it outwards. See, I think that's huge. And yeah. I mean, so from my perspective, one of the things that I walked out of there thinking is that sequels really are a, a powerful force and that yeah. they're actually a pretty good force in gaming. They can be powerful, they can be devastating if they're done wrong. If they're just... I mean, like Assassin's Creed is a, is a whole... Just the brand new Assassin's Creed, having a game every single year has damaged, has had to have damaged some bit. In the fact that they every single game feels similar, 
Yep. And they're well-made games. And people feel like they're just getting regurgitated. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah exactly. Over and, over and so again. it gets hard. So now that they've done yeah. Assassin's Creed 2 and then and then Brotherhood and then Revelations, and now we get 3, yeah. there's people who are going to go, well, this is just another rehashed game. Like, right. there's going to be some amount of people that are just going to roll their eyes and <laughs> they're say... They're just tired of buying at this exactly. point. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> say comes to a point which is... Uh, probably shouldn't be touched on for too much about or expand upon for too much because we, we could go on for a while but sure. basically saying uh isn't a sequel expanding on the original story uh some games people are mentioning aren't expanding on story so much as just featuring a beloved character is yes. is that really a sequel yeah i mean so, like final fantasy games mm-hmm. you know, don't really yeah. have any connecting threads i mean no. yeah okay moogles yeah. maybe well there that's and, about it mm-hmm. uh, so i'm pretty sure this is my wife by the way it's nurse name. It's nurse name. Boom. Pretty sure that's my wife. Oh, that. your wife is arguing with you. <laughs> so there's uh, on the internet. <laughs> isn't that isn't that adorable? Um, so that we should also you better hope it's your wife. I better we, hope it's my wife. I know. As we did in the panel, there was there there is a difference between a sequel and a serial, mm-hmm. right? So the idea of Final I Fantasy is something cereal. more that's more serious. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Oh, yeah. It's like that awesome. dog food that you eat. Um, <laughs> Cracklin' Oat Brand. Cracklin' Oat Brand. Number that's, one! That's what I was looking for. <laughs> in any case, um, you know, Final Fantasy is more serial. But, yeah. but what it's I really like cereal. was... I'm so hungry now. Um, was that Yasi brought up a, a cool point about God of War. Mm-hmm. And I, I, that was actually one of my favorite points of the, of the, of the day, is that God yeah. of War had this great story that was complete in and of itself and needed yeah. nothing else. And instead of letting that go and run its course, mm-hmm. God of War Two had to just get right in there and you know just change the whole concept well, and, and blow the yeah. story up, make it into something it's not, and just mm-hmm. cash in on the character for no reason at all. That was an unfortunate. Like I've seen that a lot with a lot of games. Decide the first game gets big, almost unexpectedly so, and so the next game has to be a two-parter and half the time between the systems. And this happened with God of War Two and Three and yeah. Halo Two and Three. It was a you know, it was a sequel, and then it's like, and it has to go towards another. So the exactly. second game doesn't complete it. Whereas I loved Metroid Prime, that whole trilogy, one, two, and three, because each one was a confined story. It was serialized. It's and it's got its yeah. own arc, and it's it, it uh-huh. can stand on its own. Yeah, it can stand on its own. Important. You can connect them, especially if you get the hundred percent and you have a little extra movie that's like, oh, and then Metroid Prime isn't dead, and oh, and now your Sam is going here. But for the most part, those games stand completely alone. The the message in each of them for what it is, is, you know, very succinct, very, you know, confined. You don't have to have played one to enjoy the other. But with God of War 1, it's like, oh, God of War, what is the goal? To kill a god. And right. do you do that? You do that. Right. You get vengeance, and you and Kratos grows as a character and all this. And then the God of War 2 is what now? He kills another god because he made him mad. And how long is it, and, and this is another point that Yahtzee made, is mm-hmm. how long is it until we have, you know, God of War 12, you know, um, Kratos goes to Seven Eleven. Yeah, right. Because there's just nothing else to tell. Or if, yeah. if this guy's life is so epic and it mm-hmm. happens over and over and over again, then you pretty much just become blase about yeah. it. Or inversely, they do prequels, which is what God of War is now starting to do. More right. and more prequels, and they're right. like, well, if they already did, if we already show that he had a whole huge adventure and he learned a whole lot, then doesn't that that make the original kind of weaker? Exactly. And it does. It God does. of War Two, the search for more money. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, Bob actually asked <laughs> oh, that. God of War 2. Clean out of the Grey Wolf. Boom. Nice. Um, Where's our royalty? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the next thing that Bob said that I thought tied it all together was, I don't need, I actually, it turns out I didn't actually need to know 
where Darth Vader came from. Yep. And at the end, at the end of the day, I have to say that 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 pretty much sums it all up for prequels for me. But yeah, you know, because as I watch Game of Thrones now, I actually am not really interested in where the story goes. I'm more interested in seeing a show about Eddard Stark and and you know, um, uh, Robert Baratheon just like taking over the entire Seven Kingdoms that co- leads up to what they do in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I'm much more interested in that because that seems to me like a much cooler story. Yeah. I'm sure that will never be told. <laughs> so maybe I'm just the exception of the rule. Anyway, so yeah, so come, that's, we've come far afield. There's yes. there, there are <laughs> there are so many great topics that came up. I thought it was mm-hmm. a great expo. And I I think the moral of the story guys is that if if there is something in your area that that comes up like this, support it more I think more often than not or more more and more often there will be one in your area coming soon. That's mm-hmm. right. So. And a Lannister always pays his debts. That is okay. That's a great way to stop it. So we'll we'll, we'll go ahead and end it there. <laughs> stop it. And we'll move into uh, the the next and I would say people's most favorite my part favorite of what we do, mm-hmm. which is the Q and A session um, of the uh, of the podcast. So here's what we want. Oh, you're ready to type it this time. That's awesome. I, see, mm-hmm. when we have three people here, he's so much more prepared. I'm all set. Because um, <laughs> I could just block everything out. And yeah, be he's like, like, I don't care what's top going top on. Top I'm top just going to sit here and type Finally! I know, right, Albert? These two are just jibber-jabbering away. Like, boop, bop, beep, insanity. Insanity. Bop, Yeah, so the Q&A. So if you have a question about anything we've talked about today, you have a question you'd like to ask any of us, about mm-hmm. any topic whatsoever. Yes. Would you, you have like a question I, that you'd like to ask Mr. Pranger yes. for being the spokesman for Nintendo of America? Spokesman for Nintendo not of America. a spokesman for Nintendo of America. No, I meant. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. I left that up. Not a spokesman yes, for Nintendo not of America. Cut of War Two. Insanity. Insanity Three. But but not a spokesman, but a localizer. A localizer. Yes, yes. Not a not a spokesman. So so maybe you want to know if I'm not Reggie, a rapper. Maybe Reggie gives good hugs, and you'd like to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I've, I've, if I've you have a question for us of any kind, please mm-hmm. send a private message to cotgw, which you will find right Boop. here in the chat room. Bop, boop, bop, beep. There it is. Here, whistle. So just send a private message there. We will keep all of the. You're more like a lounge singer. Boop. We'll bop it whatever boop. we've got left. So what are, what are some questions whoop, we have? So uh, I guess I need to check the questions. Yeah, you should check now. the questions because yeah, if you wanted to move Whoa, on to the questions. Oh, here's all the questions. So, so Lynn Sanity. Right. Oh, all right, here we go. God. So the first question that we've got. Da, da, da. Why? Why are we? <laughs> you're you're the you are the. You're... All right, this is from Sonic Rose. We've got just stop and look at you. You're the arbiter of the questions. You look at me like oh, I got I got arbit. Okay. Imagine you know here here's the podcast, folks. Now you're the ones running the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. I maybe that's Man. a question I want to answer. I'm not sure. It's Tebow time. Yeah, Tebow um, time. Next, of those of you with 3ds's. Have you tried Theta? How the hell do you say it? Theat Rhythm. Have you tried Theat Rhythm Final Fantasy? Thank yes, you. I tried the demo of it. I, me too. Theat. And I'll buy it when it's not fifty bucks. I will buy. I will it's buy Elite it. Beat when, I will Fantasy. buy it when Elite Beat Agents just comes out again. I wanted Elite Beat Agents because that is one of the best Elite games Beat on Agents the DS. Elite Beat Agents. Mm. That's a good. That's a good. Yes, that's a good one. So yeah, with Final Fantasy, sure, that's great. As soon as well, I'll let me amend this. I will buy Theat Rhythm when it comes out with the with the after a year. 
as Square Enix always does. We're going to get the special edition that includes all the DLC a year later, and it's going to be at least $10 cheaper. I'll get that version. <laughs> oh, by the way, psst, not a spokesperson. Yeah, not Nintendo. a spokesperson for Nintendo. Not at all. I think we need to. I am we, a spokesperson for yeah. Square Enix. I think we need. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I think we need to uh, make that before every single before, question. Before and after we every have question. A flash card. You just Damn flash it, it up. Not yep. a not a spokesperson. Um, next. All right, from Dragon Syncade, we've got a question. Uh, Commodore, are you Navy? <laughs> um, no, not in any way, shape, or form. Next. That's it. Are you a spokesperson for that? Well, you know what's funny? So I don't know how many of you watch Boardwalk Empire, but one, there is a there is a, a a character on Boardwalk Empire called the Commodore. And <laughs> no, true, I didn't yes. know this before I started the show. So I started the show, I was watching the show, and I, I was moving into my new place, so I had it kind of blasting. And mm. all of a sudden you, you hear, hey, Commodore! And I literally stopped and turned to my TV like, who the <laughs> hell is talking about? How did you guys find me here? Um, I, you know, I barely have internet access. So anyway, but no, I'm, I don't happen to have any affiliation with Navy. The affiliation is with the Commodore 128, which Commodore, was my first computer. Commodore buttered spread. <laughs> For all your buttered spread needs. I actually don't make a buttered spread. Commodore. But 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 yes, um, if I do in the future, you'll be the first to know. All right. Uh, all right. Uh, Chris is not a spokesperson for Nintendo. Chris is a spokesperson. Now, I'm not a spokesperson now, for Nintendo. Now, uh, Newmark10 has a question. Chris... Is Chris a poke spokesperson for Nintendo? A pokes person. Are you a, a poke? I'm a, I'm a Are po- you a poke? I'm a poke. Person? I'm a Pokemon. A Pokemon. But I am not a spokesperson. You're a Pokemon. I'm right. not a spokesman. I'm not a rapper. Yep. All okay. right. I am not a now rapper. before the next question, uh, we need to say that Chris is not a spokesperson for <laughs> Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. uh, from the Bowtie Guy, Chris, since you're such a spokesperson, do you think SMT4 has any chance of any chance at all of being localized? Which is what is SMT? What is SMT4? We got a question for you, Bowtie Guy. What is SMT4? I need to know. Smith 4. Smut 4. Smut 4. What do you think of Smut 4? It's better than Smut 3. Not as good as Smut 2. That was as good as it ever Super get. Mario Truckers? Oh, Shin Megami. Shin Megami Jason, I have no idea because I don't think we did that. We didn't make that game. So if it's any game, I have no idea. Uh, you don't localize anything unless it's made by Nintendo. No, that should oh, be yeah. pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't well, localize no. anything made by... Yeah. Are you going to localize a new Sonic game? Probably not. <laughs> are you working on the new Final Fantasy? Probably not. So, uh, uh, Although Final Fantasy yeah. VII, we are, of course have uh, remade that. And um, on the you're sitting on it on waiting. on the Wii U, Wii U exclusive, of course. So, yeah. Oh, which we're announcing here. Not a spokesperson. Who oh, okay. shouldn't have said that? Um, all right, next. Uh, first of all, uh, Chris is not a spokesperson for Nintendo. Now, uh, Darklight Paladin asks, "Will yep. Mr. Pranger be baking us a cake like other localizers?" That's a good question. I have already brought. Uh, desserts to my office. So yes, I'll be baking a cake. It's only for other localizers, though. No. So. That's a pretty tight click you got there, Bob. Very much. Yep. Boop. Bob. Boop. Uh, all right. Chris is not a spokesperson for Nintendo. Uh, Sonic Rose asks, <clears throat> for Mr. Pranger, why did they change Sally's name to Margie when they brought it to America? It's interesting. This is in the little little white elephant girl in uh, Animal Crossing. This is interesting. I don't know exactly why they changed her name, um, other than, actually, no. I think I saw this. I think it was because another character was already named Sally, and they didn't realize that until they got down to then naming that character, and they're like, "Oh, we already have that character, so we got to switch it." Most of the time, though, they're like the U.S. or Animal Crossing has tried to kind of have its own names because that make there are puns and stuff that makes sense. Because <laughs> that's 
Because puns. It's, yeah, because puns and it's, it's easy. And it's and easy yeah. and that kind of stuff. So right. for the most part, I don't know the exact reason. I'm guessing that's probably what happened is that they named some other character Sally. Um, and so then like, oh, now we have a Sally. Well, this is not, that this is, character isn't important to have a name that was Sally, so it can be Margie instead. So that's my answer for that. Not as I, I find your answer boring, so I... And so I already so I already looked up the next question, right? <laughs> nope, Mr. Pranger is not, not as much a spokesperson for Nintendo. Heblon <clears throat> right. asks, "Mother three for 3DS or Wii U would be, awesome. would be awesome. What do you guys think?" Correct. Yeah, pretty much. It would be awesome. And he doesn't. I don't douche. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Mr. Pranger is not a spokesperson for Nintendo. Yeah. From the game searchlight. Did you get to announce a certain amazing show coming to the Escapist? No. Mm. Next question. Next question. <laughs> God, that was the easiest one yet. That was great. Just do that one first. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Pranger is not a spokesperson for Nintendo. Uh, from Kaz the Gamer Guy. With the new console on the horizon, mm. do you think Nintendo will reach into its archives and bring back a classic or forgotten franchise like what they did with Pilot Wings and Kid Icarus for the 3DS? If so... Which Nintendo series is the most likely to return? The most likely you would like to see return? Keep up the good work, Kaz, the Game, the game guy. guy. Also, <laughs> P.S., my list is here. And then YouTube link. Yep. Which we can't really Click do. it. YouTube.com slash watch question like mark V equals no, 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 capital no, 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 R four one. You can go ahead and start. Oh hat. 76K. Not a spokesperson. Also, I have seen nothing. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Pure conjecture. Pure congestion, yeah. So I have seen nothing. I don't know any project. So I can't even let slip because I have not seen because I don't know. Um, I, I absolutely, I think there's going to be a new some some franchise is going to be pulled out. I can't really, I can't imagine which ones. I am praying for another Star Fox to come back, but that's not sure. necessarily what. That that's not question. really forgotten. That's not really forgotten. Yeah. Um, the nice thing is Smash Brothers has brought a lot of things back into the limelight that people wouldn't have remembered, like Animal or not Animal Crossing, but uh, Ice Climbers have come back yep. and people have been excited about. Uh, Mr. Game and Watch has come back and people didn't expect that. A new Rob, maybe. Um, a new, <laughs> hell, even maybe Rob could come back. But I mean, that there's a lot awesome. of things. I mean, we already have, uh, I mean... Then I'd buy a Wii U. Yeah. Um, Smash Brothers <laughs> already got uh, pretty much Fire Emblem a spot in the U.S., thanks to Marth yeah. and Roy and Ike and that kind of stuff. So Fire Emblem has a new following to some extent, but for God... Where's our boy? Yeah, where's our boy? Um, it's, you know, I don't know what, uh, yeah. what franchise, because... Well, what would you like? Oh. I would say Act Razor. ActRage is awesome. If it was a Nintendo... Are we talking Nintendo franchise? I'm, I'm talking, talking whatever. If we're talking Nintendo franchise, I think people are probably going to want uh, Star Tropics. I think they really That's want Star, a good Star one. Tropics. Star Tropics is great. Even though good I one. think the first Star Tropics was crap. What? Well, just kidding. Did you like this? Wait, what? Wait, no. The thing was controlled like... Did you like the second yeah. one? Like that. It was controlled even more like... Okay. I have both of them, but, though, and I, okay. I play both of them. I beat the first one at least. But I think I think we could see new Star Tropics. I'd like to see new Star Tropics. Wait, what am I answering? I'm answering something. Anyway. Send us a question nice. if you'd like us to answer yep. it. I'm reading the questions. <laughs> um, from On the Brink 87, if we can agree that N64 and PS1 games are now retro, yes. would you then consider making a show in the style of 16-bit gems with, but with N64 or PS1 games? Wow, it's funny. We've we've actually thought about that. So um, hmm. when we began when I, yeah. the site, um, and yeah. you started talking about the idea of reviewing 16-bit games, I was much more interested in reviewing... Six or uh, thirty-two bit games, the the PS one, the so on and so forth, right? Because that to me was actually what I was much more interested in, right? So 
I have to interject. Yeah. Drew Wario in the chat is quite correct. If you would like to ask us a question, you should send the PM here. There. Boom. By the way, I can say, I think I can, knowing Drew Wario as I do, I think he is probably squeeing in his pants knowing that there is an employee of Nintendo of America right here. Take that. Though not a spokesperson. Not a spokesperson. Not a spokesperson. As you were. Yes. So we talked about the idea of doing a series around PS1 games. I'm not going to, I'm never going to count it out, but I think it's probably taken more than a, it's like in the a trunk. It's not even just in the back seat. It's in the trunk of ideas that we have. Yeah. So I, I think it could happen, but I, I wouldn't hold my breath. It'd be kind of hard to actually pick games that were like forgotten on the yeah, on systems that well, that actually hold up well. That hold up well because yeah. there are there are a lot of forgotten that, games. That movie maybe was a little hard. Yeah, maybe like yeah. Mischief Makers might get in there for being kind of forgotten. Um, and then there are a lot of games I think that were actually popular that most people don't talk about now though. Yeah, I, that would probably be what I would what I'd probably take a look at. But there's yeah. so many 16 bit games I should probably concentrate on trying to get that. I know. Yeah. Also, boop. Anyway, yeah. um, from, from Pat Padre125, mm-hmm. we've got, I love Nintendo, don't get me wrong, but it's been so long, I just don't see how Nintendo can win back the, for lack of a better term, hardcore gamers. For example, the new Call of Duty they showed at the Wii U event, for example, will, will a Nintendo console ever be the preferred console for such a game? Chris? Not a spokesperson. Not a spokesperson, I forgot that. Uh, my answer is, I have no idea. No, you're right. Your answer is I hope so. Yeah. The um, the problem I see is hardcore gamers as they have an, evolved well, lately. It's a nebulous term. Well, I mean, best. I mean the people that want the best, the the goods, that's not what Nintendo does. They they don't do the breaking cooling cool edge of technology. They do what they want. They, to do. they do what they do. They're they're somewhat uh, off the wall kind of stuff, and they do it with technology that's three or four years old. If you want the hardcore greatest, oh my god, I need like liquid nitrogen to cool my system to get these graphics to where they need to be mm-hmm. you really need to go toward what xbox or sorry microsoft or sony well are let's rephrase this right now the big thing is call of duty nintendo yes. didn't make call of duty so they're not going to make call of duty no because they don't want to just make what someone else made exactly no and everyone else in in term in turn is trying to make call of duty but they'll call it something <coughs> different so nintendo's not going to do that so they're not going to go to the exact mark they want and everyone's like oh we want gears of war it's not just gonna make gears of war because they don't just make the game that someone else made they're gonna make the games that they make so in inversely really what they're hoping is that hardcore gamers is gonna shift back to mario zelda metroid pokemon and kirby star fox so the question Uh, for the the call of duty question specifically f-zero is a great answer for the next sequel by the way um i was gonna say sonic sonic rose with little nemo is I would like yeah, to that'd be good. That'd be, oh man. So, but I, I think to the question of Call of Duty specifically, I don't think to answer that question. Just, mm-hmm. I don't think the Wii U is supposed to do that. I don't think it will do that. I don't think it's going to be the console that they want you to have to be able to play the newest version of Call of Duty. Yeah. But there's no question that Nintendo is making a push toward the, what you're defining as hardcore gamers, mm-hmm. and locking down exclusivity with something like Bayonetta. Yeah, that's something. Means they're they're mm-hmm. not doing what you said they were. They well, are they are going after. Gamers, where they want to be the platform mm-hmm. that people play that game. You know on. what, though, Nintendo's been fighting the kitty moniker since the early '90s Absolutely. when Sega stuck it on them. Absolutely, and they've, yeah. They've done things like gotten uh, Eternal Darkness and 
uh, Resident, Resident Evil 4, 4 to I start mean, with. I yeah. just think it's something that they're not even worried about. They, they've they never been worried about, not no. a spokesperson. The thing is, <laughs> Nintendo has never been a kiddie, spo- a kiddie system. It is always not a spokesperson. Always yeah. been a family company, and right. that's the whole point of right. what they do. They, like, they'll look and they'll say, can this be construed as offensive to anyone? Not a spokesperson. So they will make sure... That it works for the family. That's right. And everyone assumes because family must mean kitty, not a spokesperson, that this must be a kitty game, not yes. a spokesperson. Resident Evil 4 was great. Resident Evil 4 is and awesome. That it blows away your arguments. Yeah. It's a kitty right. system, not a spokesperson. I agree. That's kind of, yeah, and I think Sonic Rose has an interesting point. It's like going to Disney and saying, hey, yeah. where are your three hour epics about uh, rape and internal politics in have Western ever, Guiana. Have you ever watched a uh, Harvey Weinstein movie? Because that's exactly what they are. Because Disney, unlike okay. Nintendo, goes out and buys Miramax okay. and makes all kinds of You're parsing the Disney monitor. <laughs> You're parsing, so I'm moving on. Okay, next. Alright, Chris Pranger, not a spokesperson no, for Nintendo. Juorio no. asks, are there any games that you would you wanted to localize but are just having a tough time doing so for one reason or another? Like, your job. Well, as I've only been there for the company for two months, uh, and I haven't had a choice of what game I'm localizing, and I've only localized, been starting localizing on one, um, all I can say is I wished I had been with the company sooner so I could have helped localize uh, Ocarina of Time's remake. But... Snatcher, police knots! I really don't know. I don't think Nintendo made really, those. I really don't know. There's, <laughs> I know of at least one game that someone else is working on that I can't mention. Uh-huh. Um, for, and I, you don't even know what it is. You don't even know, and no one's gonna guess uh, that they would like to bring. And I don't even, I don't, I don't even know the title of the game. I don't even remember. I, I don't even. So remember. there's a thing. There there's a thigh. thing that is being worked on that is being notoriously hard for localizers to get Maybe. done. Maybe and again, again, I don't remember okay, the name you, of the can game. Can you say why that is though? Because it's just difficult. They, like this one's just a very difficult one for them to make, and I don't, I don't know, I don't remember why. I can't remember if they said it's because of a lot of text. I don't remember if they say it's because it's a lot of they have to change a lot of text. Like a lot of J- Japanese heavy yeah, references. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember if it's that. So I honestly have no idea. So I've given you the super crypt because there's a game, and this is mostly a passion project from what I understand from a lot of localizers oh, are you working. Are talking on. fast. Yes. Yeah. Not a spokesperson. Person. Not a spokesperson. Person. <laughs> person. All right, we can take a couple more here. Uh, wait. Okay. Give us the 30-second explanation of what a localizer is. Yeah, that's good. That's a good call. Let's do that. A localizer, as it is in Nintendo of America, there are two portions of this. Uh, There's the translator, who will take a lot of game text from a Japanese game that is done in Japan, send it over to the U.S. Um, That translator will work with the localizer, which would be me, localization writer, editor. I will take that uh, translated stuff, put it into... A, the space to fit to, for the space and make it work in the U.S. market. So if for some reason someone makes a joke in Japanese that we just don't get, such as uh, so, like jocks in Japan talk about scabs a lot, mm-hmm. we don't have that stereotype or that joke. That trope is not here in the United States. So I'd have to change it to something else. Think about gotcha. scab. That's longer than thirty seconds. But anyway, yeah. all right, Chris, uh, not a spokesperson person for Nintendo Pranger. Uh, the Ajitas. Uh, Asks, or Theatijas, anyway, what are some of the weirder practices Nintendo enforces? Well, it was a weird practice to learn that I really can't talk about video games. Um, on The Escapist. On The Escapist. But somehow you are able to on this podcast? Uh, until they shut you down? Probably not, but uh, for now. You heard it here. Um, so, 
that was odd to hear. Uh, the three reasons is A, they don't want me to say any secrets on accident. B, they don't want me to become a spokesperson because I'm not trained. Not a spokesperson. And, a spokesperson. Uh, and three, they don't want me to become the face of localization because I am one of many people that do things quietly in the shadows and are supposed to be somewhat anonymous. So I don't, and I agree with that one. I don't want to become the, the face of localization team because there's a lot of guys that are awesome as right. girls. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of weird. Indie games, oh, not a spokesperson for Nintendo. Indie game searchlight asks, <clears throat> I know it's been about 14 years since the last 16 bit gems. Any thoughts on duff, dusting off that old forgotten series? Wall, 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 wall. That's actually League of Legends written three League times. of Legends of Legends of Legends of Legends of Legends. There you go. Very good. Yes. What? What? I've never heard of it. League of Legends of Legends of Legends of Legends of Legends. Never heard of that? <laughs> it's uh, pretty popular. No, 16 bit gems. I, uh, Yes, it is the next uh -huh. video in my queue. There is no queue, nothing else in the queue. I'm only doing things like this. It's taking up my time. You guys are taking up my time right now to do it. I could be doing it right now. No, you couldn't. I would be sleeping. No, yeah. That's why I would There'd be, be no, no way. Yes, it's coming. Take a couple more. Come on. Let's Shut get up. this thing going. Let's rapid fire. Uh, Riphard asks, Rue, buy some contacts. Well, that's, I have that's contacts. Actually, I would, that, that's I would more actually know. That's not a question. That's not next. Elberic uh, <laughs> uh, asks, all three of yous. It actually says use. What's better, Harvest Moon or Farmville? Harvest Moon. Harvest, Harvest Moon. Moon. Next. That was easy. Louise Brenner asks, are there any chances of Terranigma on the Wii U? Not a spokesperson, no. Slender Man. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Yes. Uh, Iron Buddha asks, all three of you, are you getting a Wii U on release day? Yes. No. Yes. Actually, no. No, you're getting a I Wii U before. I get it before. You're a day. Before release day. Shaboopy. Shaboopy. Um, Sonic Rose asks, "Do you think we'll ever see a Sonic Mario crossover game that isn't a party or sport game?" Yeah, no, spokesperson, no. Well, I say uh, yes. Smash Brothers. That's not count. That's not That's count. A... You That's know English. Counting. Me know English too well. <laughs> No, just because I don't think... Because Sega is the one that's going to have to be in charge of anything Sonic property. Nintendo's not going to ask, can we do a Sonic-related anything? And Sega's not going to get the rights to Mario that way, so no. I know this is a repeat, but it's awesome. Red <laughs> Ripart asks... In all caps... Hello! What is the next 16-bit jam? Is it a holiday episode? I hate my parents' wife! I actually have absolutely no idea. After paying particular attention to that comment, what they have those facts have to do with each other. But it's awesome. But it's amazing. Perhaps this, this person is hates their family and wife so much that they rely on substance like the 16-bit gems to remove them from said family and wife. That's all I got. That's um, all I can come up all with. All right, that's the only inference I can make. I'm gonna um, leave it there. All right. Dragon Sincade asks, what do you guys think of NOA President? <laughs> NOA President 1. <laughs> NOA President 2. Um, Not a spokesperson, I love him. Favorite guy ever. Uh, he's obviously been very good for the company. He's been very Reggie good. Reggie is such a nice guy. Everything I've heard, That's everything true. I've heard from everybody who's, ta who's talked there, who's worked there, they have told, I asked in my interview, I said, he's a really nice guy. And they're like, Reggie, you can, it doesn't matter who you are, if you talk to Reggie, he will listen to you, and then he will tell you what he thinks, which means he listened to what you said, which that's pretty rare to get in the president of a company this day and age, honestly. Yeah, that's Original. That's Original. I disagree. All right. Uh, next we have uh, from Dater You Say. 
Good sir, not a spokesperson. Good sir, as a localizer, Good what sir. do you think about Wolseyisms? I what are Wolseyisms? Ted Wolsey uh, yeah. is uh, was the uh, localizer, I believe, for Square. I want to say. Oh, Square. is this where we got uh, Spoonie Bard? Spoonie Bard. Oh, yeah. I almost tried to push one through on Animal Crossing. Can you tell us about it? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure. In, in one if point, not, at one point, we'll get another job. At one point, there's a there was a, a trans a Japanese line that was um, on this day, on in this town, such and such was born because you show up on the town, and I went over to the other localizer. I'm laughing. I'm like, okay. Can we use the term was born because it seems so gravitas like cause it, <laughs> the text is slow it's like on this day in this town so and so was born and every all the all the townspeople were clapping for you as, <laughs> as you as you're off the train and I oh, asked them like can I throw this in because that is so stupid sounding that it's funny and they all laugh and one's like do it and the other guy's like no I'm like, ah. okay, so so I love trust me I love them but you know. You don't really have single localizers on games anymore, do you? No, you never do. We so have like we have quite a few. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we have quite a few, including management that also lo- helps localize. And so there's a couple dozen at least on okay. just on a single game. <clears throat> Probably got room for one or two more. One yeah. or two. Yeah. Why we you got, like, we you got, were the one that was complaining how long we were. Yeah, no, but we're going fast now. This is awesome. Okay, rapid fire. All right. Keep moving. Iron rapid Buddha fire. asks, "What are your guys? Uh, not a spokesperson. What are you guys thoughts on Bayonetta <laughs> two now being a Nintendo exclusive title?" I never played the first one, so I don't really care. Ooh. But whatever. I think it's a great push by Nintendo, and I'm I'm happy to see what they'll do with it. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's better. All right. Uh, Louise Brenner asks, "From where do you think the hardcore gamers and casual gamers division ga- came up?" The Facebook games, I think, is where we Facebook and the Wii is where we got that from. So that's when we, as soon as we started getting the casual games, as we see them, the that's- easier, simpler games. That's the current definition. That's yeah. the current definition. Yeah, that's where I think we're. That's where I think the real schism hit, and I'm, then people ran. I'm with going it. back more. I'm going you're, back. You're going back more. I'm going back to the whole uh, Mortal Kombat, blood on the Genesis, sweat on the Super Nintendo kind of thing. Super Nintendo was seen as kitty because of Nintendo of America's uh, practices for mm-hmm. Nintendo's yeah, practices. Yeah, but that's that's not hardcore and casual. That's hardcore and family. <laughs> okay, never mind. What I would say is actually beep boop. Bop. Adobe Flash. Whistle. Flash on what? the internet oh. opened up a bevy of games that were single-click operated mm-hmm. that could get people playing really, really cheap, really easy-to-produce crappy games. And that kind of opened up this whole different world. All right, now a spokesperson. A lot of former... Uh, sorry, this is from Firefox 516. A lot of former Rare employees have been coming out to say how much Microsoft changed or destroyed that company. What are your opinions on this, and do you think Rare could ever recapture some of their glory? It's sad and no. Not a spokesperson. No. Because. No, no, because, again, none of, the, none of the original people are still at Rare. Yeah. Zero, there are anything zero original. Made, yeah. Anything that made Rare what it is. Yeah, there are zero original gone people at that. They are gone so long ago. They're on better in better companies making better games right now. So. And even the IP is going to be difficult to, to resurrect. Yeah. Because the IP would be what they would ostensibly own. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just not sure that that, that, that cachet is there anymore either. Oh, God. Louise Brenner asks, uh, what are your opinions on about Kickstarter projects? Too big of a topic, because I could go on forever. That's like its own topic. Yeah, you're not a big fan. I do know. Yeah, you I... You can say that. Oh, many, so many things I could go on. All right. Uh, Indie Game Searchlight asks... Not, not a spokesperson. Indie Game Searchlight asks, I'm guessing you're new to the company, but do you have any funny stories about working with Nintendo? It is a very serious company. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of thought going into this. No. 
No. All right, I don't, really. <laughs> I really don't have any funny stories yet uh, that I can recall. And there it is. Wow, that was lame. Yeah. Uh, okay, you want... Uh, okay. So, so the time that Reggie... Walken the time I did in. see Reggie... And he's back. The time I did see Reggie... I was sitting at my desk and I had never I had not seen Reggie it had been like a month and I was just waiting to someday see him and I'm at my desk just kind of doing my typing and I notice a man that looks like a gorilla walks by and my brain says whoa the guy is built like a gorilla all right, all right, he's all right. imposing he's big and so I and so I'm like somebody I'm like somebody with power just walked by me and I look behind me and <laughs> do the great disturbance in the forest. I yeah. look behind me once, twice, thrice. It's Reggie. It's Reggie. It's right there. And I look and he's talking with one, with someone else. Oh, I would have had to run up and hug him, but I'm like I don't want to do that because I'm looking around and everyone else is just working and I'm like I want to go guys. Reggie's right there. That is Reggie. That is Reggie. And so, Reginald. Reginald. Might disagree. Uh, the HG, uh, no spokesperson. The Agitas asks, in a fight to the death, Iwata or Reggie? Oh, I'm sorry, the Agito. Z. Come on. Iwata, it's Reggie. He's Reggie. built like a, he's built like a, a gorilla, apparently. Yeah. Iwata Drop the bomb. would be broken so fast. No, not a spokesperson. Elberex asks, can you not end a sentence with not a spokesperson? No, not a spokesperson. Not a spokesperson. Sonic Rose asks, okay, last question, I swear. Is KK's song hidden anywhere in the new Animal Crossing 3D? I have no idea. He doesn't know because he's not a spokesperson. I have no idea. Because I've, he's, I've been seeing he it right. I have, I have no like idea. <laughs> Kaz the Gamer Guy asks, as a localizer for Nintendo, are there any titles that you feel should not be localized due to cultural differences, differences or other factors? Hmm. Maybe anything that has been done. No. So then when, when anything can we, that... Uh, when can we expect the next uh, uh, Japanese schoolgirl rape simulator from Nintendo? I don't know. They haven't made the first one, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. So you, there, you, you so, will be localizing those. As though. far as I know, there's no games that are really, like, so Japanese that they won't take a... Like, they won't... They wouldn't do it because of that. Like, that's the whole reason. Like, yeah. no, this is too Japanese for this market. It's just they decide this just won't be profitable because this market doesn't care. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, last question. Yeah. Yep. What's the most annoying question? Uh, not supposed to. What's the most annoying question slash comment directed at you at cons? Besides another box of useless shit. That's not sorry. That's from Ripperd. That was it. That was the most annoying one. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that this isn't a con. I don't find it. I don't find it annoying when anyone comes up to talk. No. Uh, I think all. it's a, it's pretty awesome actually to that anyone. I, I'm still a bit taken aback if anyone recognizes us. Yes. From anything, yeah, that was well. It was new for me being at an actual escapist expo. This is your first con, yeah. Uh, where there was someone from the escapist, as, well, yeah, well, someone from the escapist that's going to be noticed, like guaranteed, because this is the escapist one. So if they don't know right. me from this, this that's it. The game over, man. Yep. So that was cool. Yes, I am. I know, yeah, <laughs> I had no, I had no, uh, no one asked anything annoying because they're all nice. They come up and they just talk. Everyone I, was yeah. really, uh, it was a great yeah. crowd, great crowd. That's oh, the way yeah. it always is, and people usually have a lot of good things to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. and the the fact that people actually know your work in some way, shape, or form is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yes, indie game searchlight, I am a spokesperson for the claim of the gray wolf. Oh, and with that. <laughs> With that, I guess we'll draw it to not a, a spokesperson. Not a spokesperson. Uh, but we we want to say a big, big, big Clan of the Grey Wolf thanks to Chris Pranger for being a part of our podcast. Group hug, everybody. Oh, Group hug, everybody. Oh, man, you it's guys are sweaty. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's awful. Well, you didn't turn the fan <laughs> on, so it's just awful. Mm. Um, but yeah, thanks seriously for being here. It's been a lot of fun. Hope you've had a good time with us, even though it's been hot as crap in here. Yeah, mm. sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, but hey, 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 
Hey. hey. Things are, seem to be working hey. all right. Anybody having problems out there with uh, technical glitches and stuff? They said no. So good. Done. Uh, so good. We're going to keep going on with this. And I believe regular Echo Screens will again begin on the first and third Wednesdays of, of every, every month. month. So check it in out. In October. Yeah. So join us back. 9 p.m. Eastern on Rock October. And roll McDonald's. October. <laughs> Third weekly winner eighty one Commodore goes to seven eleven. Yeah, okay, I do that. I'm in. Actually, the Commodore goes to Dunkin' Donuts. Three <laughs> of them on the same road. Whoa! Awesome. So uh, anyway, we'll th- that'll be the new series. It'll be perfect. By the way, <laughs> I, I, also as a reminder, I will be at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo with uh, Pat the NES Punk and the Game Chasers. We're going to be representing Retroware TV. This is my last con. Thank God. Hmm. They're fun, but holy crap, I'm done. Yeah. I'm tired of running all over the world. And then you uh, you retire, but, uh, right? You'll be done that, making that's videos. It. That's right. That's no, a, then maybe I can making... actually spend time. Uh, then you can make some videos. videos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, making videos. Seriously, 16-Bit Gems is coming very soon. It is what I'm working on now. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. now, in right. my mind. Well, not right now. I mean, well, kind of. I mean, it's not right now. I'm just, I, mean, I'm I don't want you to lie to me. Anyway, tell them you're working on it now and you're not. The Portland Retro Gaming Expo will be September 29th and 30th in Portland, Oregon. Trying to get this guy to go. Trying. Trying. We hard. will see. So if you're in the area, if you're in the Pacific Northwest, look into it. It's uh, Gaming Expo? RetroGamingExpo.com. RetroGamingExpo.com. I hear I've never been, but I'm quite interested because I hear there are excellent deals on old games there. So, uh, amongst other things, lots of panels and games and Tetris Championship going on. It'll be exciting. And, and that's before our next Echo Screen. But our next Echo Screen is Wednesday, October 3rd, 9 p.m. Eastern. Be there. Super live. Super live. Super loud. Pachow. Super fun. Without Mr. Pranger. Watch Twin Peaks mm, instead. Not a spokesperson. No anyway, um, yeah, so that is the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of Clan of the Grey Wolf. Thank you so much. For all of you out there that have been watching. Yeah. And thank you for being our beta testers in many ways for the, the chat line. <laughs> and we use um, you guys. For this one. So, you know, we like to crowdsource things as much as we possibly can. Be on the lookout for what we're doing in the future. Again, this is September, the Gray, the gray Wolf. Hopefully we'll be able to be able to turn some things around that will be More shocking, surprising, coming. and fun mm-hmm. for you by uh, uh, within a short amount of time. So be on the lookout for that as well. As always, for Rue and Chris Pranger of The Escapist, I am the Commodore from the Clan of the Gray Wolf. And there is no reset button. Did you want to say it this time? Why don't you say it? I'm not a spokesperson. Person. Not a bug, bug, bug.